This is the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Quite a quick conversation with Gareth Thomas and H. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Gareth Thomas. And me, H from Steps on Virgin Radio Pride. This is a show which does exactly what it says on the tin. We have a whole host of questions which will be selected at random. And we will answer this as openly and as honestly as we possibly can. Well. That's God, the first for you, love. God loves a triumph. <laughs> That's the first for you. And I'd like a d- disclaimer is there is no gin in sight whatsoever. Tea and coffee. Tea and coffee. And talking of tea and coffee, uh, mine's milky tree sugars. Thank you. How did you enter into my bubble? That sounds really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's put uh, one thing straight, so to speak. Um, so not all gay people know each other, right? Correct. Yes. All fancy each other. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> so we uh, met, our paths crossed properly when we did uh, pantomime in Cardiff, right? Yeah, I say I say theatre, you say pantomime. We it's, did theatre together. Definitely. When you're doing two shows a day, it's definitely pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't actually know very much about you back then. Well, I just still don't know very much about, you know, what your job is. I know what you do, but I, I mean, I don't care, to be fair. Exactly, I know. But I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew obviously who you was. Um, and the fact that I knew you were from the area. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of watched your career progress. But we never happened to that point really... I suppose, had a friendship where we'd cross the street to kind of see each other. I'm just going to stop you there. You, you've watched my career. Guy, you were a massive steps man. I'm playing it down, lad. I'm playing it down. We have a little fairy. The question of the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had uh, questions uh, kind of uh, pre-made for us and we're going to be choosing them at random and answering them honestly and openly. My virtual tombola is out. Oh, I never gave a bingo. Foxy. So, okay, right. I'm generating a number. And the first number out is question 21 out of 23. Okay, so first question is... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Are you each other's types? <laughs> Go on. Tell everyone what you always tell everyone. Absolutely. No, tell everyone what you always tell everyone. <laughs> I am the bloody bus pass, first of all. That's what you always tell everyone. <laughs> type has to, well, be old. <laughs> Older. And basically, yeah, he doesn't date them unless Steve actually slipped through the net. Yeah, 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 because they have to have their bus pass for a start. And you are literally, your OCD is off the scale. Oh my gosh. You will never cope with dust, dirt, anything out of place. And I have two kids, so that is not happening. Absolutely no way. Gareth and Stephen have just become grandparents. Yes. Yes. And uh, you are about uh, to be <laughs> visited by loads of primary plastic coloured crap, right? <laughs> and your house is beautiful and grey and beige. So you are not going to cope. Your OCD is going to be suffering, boy. Yeah, I know, I know. And I think that I am very obsessive. Like, I have an obsession. You probably can't smell it when you walked in today, but I have an obsession Candles? with rhubarb and bergamot. <laughs> Rhubarb and bergamot to flora. <laughs> I've got to have that in my water to mop the floors. Well, don't, like, don't get me wrong. I love a rugby player, but and to look at you, you know, what comes out of your mouth is something very different. <laughs> <laughs> but you, okay, so why am I not your type? Because you're young. 
you're, I'll you're, take that. No, you're young. And, and also, what you are is... I've got a type, though. Oh, you have got... But you have got such a type. Because <laughs> literally... People would pop up and you say, what do you think of this guy? And I'm like, well, is he, this, is he the same one that I've seen before? And he's like, no. And he looks exactly... So you have, you have a type. And I'm quite happy to be nothing like that type. Because that's... I haven't dated that many men, though. What, in the last hour? You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. So you have got a type. And I am, I am very... I am very far away from that, from that type. Okay, so the next question is question 17. And this is where I think I might be in your answer. Who is the ultimate gay icon? <laughs> is that the question? Yeah. Oh, my God. Who is your ultimate gay icon? What question? Do you, do you really There's want so me to many. you? There's so many. There's well, okay, but in what respect? When you mentioned icon, I think, you know, a popular culture that influenced so many gays over the years. That one would be, for me, Judy Garland. I know it's stereotypical, but I love a bit of Judy. But on a serious note, um, so I've... And it's all thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race, actually. So I've done a lot of research, and I have uh, I care a lot more about our history you yeah. know, as gay people. So um, there are incredible tra- trailblazers and activists um, from the Stormwall riots. So, um, Marsha P. Johnson, you know Marsha P. Johnson? You, you, you know so much more than me, that, 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 but you can yeah. Okay, so Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, they were a, a trailblazing activists, and it was all in response to the Stormwall riots, yeah. and they campaigned, and we basically have pride today because of these two people. Yeah. And, and their peers as well. Yeah. But um, so much good has been done over the years. And of course, we still have work to do. But they fought. I mean, the trans community is under attack now. Yeah. But back then, it was kind of unheard of. Yeah. And they were fighting for trans rights, you know, for, for, um, for gay black rights for everyone's rights under our umbrella. Yeah. And it's because of these people that we are allowed to live our lives today. So they are my icons. Wow, they're really good ones. Like, when I think when you think about it, loads of other people start popping in my head. But I'm just going to give you, when I get a question to you, the first person popped into my head. And I think, I, I know, I've got to know him. But I think at that time, he was... I think I know what you're going to say. He was an inspiration through music. Oh, okay. He's an inspiration through his music because I think I think he expressed like a, a form of acceptance of sexuality through music, and that's Holly Johnson. Oh, okay. Frankie goes to Hollywood. I just remember the song "Relax" being out, and I I I think Holly Johnson for me, um, coming from a real sporting household, right? So I was never really exposed to much apart from kind of sport and then what you saw on the television, right? So I grew up in an era where um, I think a lot of a lot of gay popular culture was mixed at, you know, Kenny Everett. Yeah, of or, course. Or people. But it was all stereotypical yeah, as well. Yeah, and I think Holly Johnson came along and with Relax, I think he just kind of, I don't know, I just think it, it opened people's eyes to be in, I think, listening to music and... Uh, understanding that, you know, there's quite a sexual theme to a song, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to just be, um, it doesn't have to just be connected to the gay community. Yeah, like whistles and hot pants. Yeah, it can be, it can be, it can be just have fun and enjoy it. Um, so, I, I, yeah, weirdly, I think there's people in my life who I could say have been more iconic 
But I think at a time when I really I didn't understand identity at all, and I understood I was different, but didn't know why I was different in any way, I just felt this sense of connection mm-hmm. to Holly Johnson, to Frank Jones, to Hollywood, to Song Relax. Okay, so the next question is, oh my God, I genuinely don't even think I have any of this. I think you'll have a better answer to this than me. Well, what is it? What is the most romantic thing you have ever done? To me, you know, people, and you see on like Instagram and you see on social media, you know, they they like set the room up with like petals and it's all staged and then somebody sponsored it. So, you know, for free. But for me, romance is about the little things. It doesn't have to be a big show. So it can be something as simple as, I remember uh, an ex once grew strawberries on his windowsill and left strawberries at my stage door for me. So things like that. Oh, that's nice. So, you know, I don't... Steve bought me a Yankee candle before. <laughs> but, by changing room. But he bought that. You know, But if he'd made it, you know, it'd be oh, different. Oh, yeah. You know, little things like that. So I like, if I'm in love with somebody or, or if I'm entertaining it going further, yeah. then I'll make them a card or, you know, I'll do something that's homemade rather than... I know, now I know where the most romantic... I, so every anniversary or birthday, I always write on Stephen's card. Not like two Steven. What is a post moon no, pig? No, 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 no. I always write, does it like I write... Nice um, thing. Yeah, I write something either about that year oh. or that period in time or what that moment means to me, whether it be our anniversary, wedding anniversary or anniversary of where we met um, or his birthday. I always, I always write something that will have made way more relevance to just being a card. That's nice. That's, yeah. that's personal and yes. it's from the heart rather than, you know, you bought a box of chocolates. Or... Yeah, because I like writing. I think if when people take the time to write something down, especially in the world of emails, even though I understand that's writing, when you go pen to paper, then I think that that's quite um, an emotive thing to do. That when people read it, they're kind of like, ah, you, you know, you've, you've spilled your guts out here, like. I'm very fortunate that I live, I have a lovely life and I have everything that I want. So when I, it comes to presents, it's really hard to buy for me. Yeah. Which is why I love personal presents. So like pictures, uh, you know, and like I photos. Yeah, photos. So like I like to give personal presents. So I will always make up, you know, uh, for Christmas. Uh, memories of our year together or you know for my friends and family they'll always get pictures rather than something that's just bought yeah i think anybody can do that possible apart from some of the romantic things okay. you've ever done what is the romantic thing someone's ever done for you like again it's for me it's all about the little things i always say when i find my person it's like a jigsaw piece that yeah. fits my jigsaw piece so um every time it was a birthday or a christmas then i would give him a jigsaw piece and then it made up a picture Oh my god. So I kept it and then the picture made up me and him. <laughs> oh my god, that's powerful stuff. <laughs> so that to me speaks more than a room filled of balloons. Did you get out of a film or from a book or something? I thought it. Wow. Yeah, my little jigsaw. Oh, okay, well, they like big pieces of jigsaw. Well, I've still got some left because it's the <laughs> <laughs> So you can change the face in the jigsaw. No, to be to, to oh be continued. Hey, quite a quick conversation with Gareth Thomas and H. Virgin Radio Pride. What is your pride pet peeve? 
So like your LGBTQI plus pet peeve, what irritates you? And one, one of my niggles, oh, and, it, and it grates on me every time, is that say a woman comes up to you and it, and it goes, oh, you'll you get, oh, what a waste. I hate. Oh. And I go, I, 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 I literally go, I can absolutely assure you it's not wasted. Oh. <laughs> you know when they assume that, oh, you know, you, yeah. you should be part, you know, heterosexual yeah. for them to have a piece of you. Yeah. Abs- oh, oh, you're gay. What a waste. And I'm like, absolutely oh, not. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's beneath me to be gay. It's- That's such a good point. I've never thought of that because I get that all the time. Ab- oh. <laughs> Most of the gay community have had you guys. <laughs> which is which is in itself is a waste. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's yeah, I do. Absolutely great on me. Oh god, I do. and do you get so relating that to pride? Do you get that more like in the pride time when you're like you know you're no just just generally and it's I wouldn't say it happens every week just now and again and it's one of those pet hates when I go. I'm really happy with my life. I'm super happy being gay. So how dare you say that to me? But what about pride? Do you have any, like my pre-peeve around pride itself? Pride month, June, like um, association. Do you have any pride peeves around that? Yeah, I do. And again, it, um, it, it's a real niggle for me because we are very fortunate that, you know, we, we've been able to earn money and perform throughout lockdown. Not so much lockdown, but in general. Um, but when people ask uh, LGBTQI plus performers to perform for free, especially oh, around Pride Month, come and do this because it's good for your profile. Yeah, right, come and okay. do this because it look great. No, yeah. this is Pride Month. You celebrate our community and you pay them accordingly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. one of my peeps. And I have loads of friends, drag queens especially, that are asked to do things for nothing. Really? Because it's Pride. Okay. Because it's been, you, you feel like it's your duty to you know, yeah, support yeah, yeah. your community. So I'm going to say something now, and I haven't actually talked to you about this yet, because right. I had the idea last week. So it's too late to do it now, but next year I'm going to start uh, to do a pride in my village. So my local village, uh, you live nearby, so you are absolutely part of it. I'm actually going to start a pride. I love that. And it's the high street. The high street. Like Sam did do when me and Steve go and dress as elves. So that's called that's the reindeer parade. That's it, reindeer parade. Yeah, you can join the Leathermen. <laughs> oh my God, me and Steve. It'll be very interesting to see what shops support. That's what I'll be very interested in. Just oh, to see I'm which... part of that. That's amazing. I uh, love it. But it, I mean, I've done one-off events, you know, for charity before um, to raise uh, money for local charities. But this, I wanted to be an annual thing. And we know enough people in our world and around yeah. us to support locally. And I just think it would be such an incredible... And, and I'm a parent now. That would be brilliant. I want my boys to grow up in this beautiful, colourful world. And I want other kids to see how beautiful it is as well. That would be amazing. You up for Oh it? my God, I'm mad for that. Oh my God, I love that. So this question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, Wow. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, that's deep. That is. Oh, that's about as deep as my voice. <laughs> um, oh, bless. Oh, that, okay. Oh. The main thing is, is that it'll all be okay in the end. Yes. It'll all work out. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But uh, the main thing is that you will find solace and hope and love in places that you never thought existed like where 
Well, you you know, like like just my childhood, or you know, my my teens were a very were a very dark place because I didn't have anybody. I I never had a tribe. I never found anybody I could confide in or um, that was like me. You know, because everyone on television were just raving queers, and I didn't identify as that. Uh, but my advice to my younger self would be that it'll all be okay and you will find your your tribe. Oh, gosh, babes. Right. So, my, okay. So, mine would be because this, this is sport related, but um, kind of then transcends sport, right? Is that um, you will go and you go into life trying to please everyone. And that isn't a bad thing to want to please everyone. So, don't be put off by that. But knowing that you'll never please everyone all the time. So learn to be, or you will become okay about being disliked for being authentic. Like be okay with that. Be okay with people disliking you for being authentic, for being for being my honest self, right? But never ever again be okay about people liking you for being a version of who who they think you should be. That's a good one. Yeah. So stay true to yourself. Yeah, stay authentic to yourself. And don't mind that people are going to dislike you or not want to be associated with you any longer for being authentic because the reality is, is that... They don't matter. They don't matter. I, I've learned as well, this is, this is another good point for my younger self, is that, and it's my mantra I say to myself every day, Feelings are not facts. They're temporary. Ooh. So however you're feeling right now, you may be in a dark place, you may be in a great place, but... It's a dark room. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but the, the way you feel right now in this moment will pass. So if you're feeling low or you're feeling in a dark place, then it will pass. You yeah. can move on from this. And, you know, some people are in very dark places and they end up doing very silly things. But you don't have to act upon those feelings yeah 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 they're temporary yeah so i say that to myself every day when i'm having a moment you know i feel i'm low or my children are screaming at me i go this will pass oh my god could you could you imagine when we talk about say your younger self or stuff could you imagine right pre-dancing on ice like would you have imagined that you could have coped with doing dancing on ice but now knowing what you represented whilst doing that last night, if you went back to that moment and you knew what you were going to represent, do you think you'd have been like, oh my God, like I really want to do it, but that's just too big. Like that's that's a first. That's a moment in like television history. It's a moment in... I never, ever would have thought I would see people like ourselves on television being strong members of our community flying the flag in a positive way. Yeah. And I hope that Matt and I did that and my younger self would be so proud of that. Yeah, well, it would be. If you were proud of it now, the younger self would have been proud of it. I never, in my wildest dreams, because you know, I, you know the story, I've, I've knocked on so many doors, I campaigned for this and I had doors slammed in my face, I had blank nose, this is not for us, no, not on our channel. Yeah. And I was adamant this time, if I got cast in Dancing Lights, if it was with an opposite sex partner, then I would have said no to it. Because yeah. I wanted it, I wanted to represent myself, for myself, my children as well, more than anything, and the community. And then when I got the green light, it was just 
Oh my God, just crying. How was coming out to your family for you? Whoa. I should we both go. This is a good one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coming out to my family. Oh, do you know, my, my coming out story was, do you know, it wasn't a great experience just because of circumstances. So I was um, very much um, out to my friends um, and I, people that I trusted um, and loved knew about me, apart from my parents and my brothers. Um, so I was on holiday with my partner at the time, my long-term partner of like you know, nearly 10 years. And I got a call from a newspaper saying, we're actually going to out you. So what I had to do was, they wanted quotes from me. They wanted the story. They wanted my side of the story. I, I just said nothing. So I got on a flight. I, I, was, I was abroad. I got on a flight. I flew straight home and I told my parents. And I was forced to come out. Uh. So that privilege was completely taken away from me. I, I was not ready you know, to yeah. to say these things to my parents. Yeah. And this guy ended up being, a, like I say, a long-term partner of 10 years, but this was very early on in the relationship. And um, I was absolutely forced, my hand was forced to tell the people that I loved. Yeah. And you know what? They didn't run the story afterwards because I didn't give them quotes. Yeah. You took control. I, well, but I took control, but I just, I, and that was completely and utterly taken away from me. And I, and I still have yeah. anger and resentment about that. Because you'll never have that moment again. Exactly, yeah. That moment was taken away from yeah. you. Yeah. Being gay today is a lot easier. But, and if you were gay, you were on the front of the newspaper. Like, you know, Stephen yeah. Gately was, you know, on the front. You know, it was all stuff like that. Because yeah. there was this whole taboo about being in a band and being seen to be straight and available yeah, for young, yeah, yeah. you know, female fans. Yeah. Uh, I was part of that. Um, everybody assumed I was gay, but I hate. I hate that as well. When people assume you are, so they, it's just a given. Yeah. That, but it's my story to tell. Yeah. How dare you take that away from me? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the reaction from my parents was great anyway. You yeah. know, my mum actually did say, she went, you're not going to wear my clothes, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, mum, just your makeup. <laughs> but my dad gave me a big hug, doesn't matter. You know, it was all brilliant. Do you, so do you think that they, uh, uh, did it become a public story then after you told after no, you told a, them, did it after they told after I told my parents I heard that they weren't running the story because I didn't give quotes yeah right the story right so I suppose then did you did you have you have you ever like officially announced like or hacked it's wrong that we're saying this but this is the reality of the press as well is that they kind of unless you make an official announcement to them yes I did and I did it for that reason um, I I took the whole thing into my own hands and took control of it when I went into Big Brother. Right. So that was my official coming out. Yeah. Okay. The way I wanted to do it. So how did you do that? What did you do? So I actually did it uh, with with somebody I I trusted, um, and I and I and I did it in a newspaper, but my way, not being forced. Yeah. Or blackmailed into yeah, it yeah, any yeah. other way. I yeah. did it my way. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm well enough. Do another question. Is it me or you? Um, the question is, do you think there is less of a stigma around HIV in today's society? Ooh. So less of a stigma. I think because we don't see the obvious forms of discrimination that we saw in It's a Sin or that were around in the 80s. When we were kids? Yeah. 
Yeah, those you know, adverts. Yeah, well, the ad, the ad, yeah, the, the tombstone adverts, so oh. all of that, and like, so well, I, I think, think we are still, we are still living in a stigmatized society. It's just not as obvious as when it was in the eighties. Like I, I sat down with you and told you, I, one of one of the first people, I, you, you're one of the first people I told because I knew. Like, like you knew about HIV. So, so I knew that I'd have somebody who I could talk to who wouldn't judge me, who wouldn't be afraid to sit in the same room with me, or like from me and me, we could put the But now you have enabled me to be open and champion the cause. So, you know, recently I did my HIV test publicly, yeah. you know, and I put it on my socials just to break down those stigmas yeah. and those walls just to sh- tell everybody do you know what the best thing to do is get tested yeah. because you should know your status yeah. I've dated HIV positive people before yeah. and it's nothing to me you know yeah. it doesn't mean anything you know you're just a person living with a manageable yeah. disease yeah. and it's not the death sentence that it was when we were kids no. you know we've moved on so so much yeah. it's incredible right yeah but so many people haven't moved on like so many people still still assume, like you know, you could have a woman living with HIV can have a baby, and that baby would be HIV negative. Yep. But people are just like, nah, shut up. Mm-hmm. You're just telling me that because you're living with HIV and you want me to be okay with it, you know? Or for me to say to someone like, you know, I have an active sex life with my husband, and he's HIV negative, and I know that there's no chance. Pass it on. As long as I take my medication, which is one tablet a day, I know there's no chance of me transmitting HIV to my sexual partner and that makes me feel okay but more importantly living in the knowledge I've seen of course I've seen the family um, the images that stick in my mind were of uh, the tombstones yeah. you know and the icebergs those adverts but then afterwards the the light that shone so brightly um, on all of us and the community was Lady Diana yeah you know, when yeah. she did yeah, those things, moment. those moments, and I, and I know that you know Harry now, but yeah. he, I love that he's, you know, the, the mantle has been passed yeah. on and he is, you know, holding that torch yeah, as yeah. well. And, and he's become, weirdly, but and more says more about him than it does about me, is we've become really good friends through him being, um, being a champion for people to be active about living a good life after being diagnosed with HIV. I called you once and you went, oh, Harry's on the other line. <laughs> oh, all right, try then. I call it, I say to Steve, I drop the H-bomb to people. I am the only H-bomb you need. <laughs> but yeah, he, and, 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 and him, and so many other people, like Elton John has his AIDS foundation, so many other people are doing um, so many great things. But still, people, people, uh, you know, they, 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 they hear it eh? but they're not really understanding it because, again, they feel like they're a community of people or they're a section of, of society that don't need to know this. But everybody, you know, you know, we're talking about our sexuality, you know, right? which is an element of sex. Everybody has, has, is, or is going to be sexually active. Mm-hmm. So having this knowledge... It's powerful for everybody. But it's, it's it's the sex word, isn't it? It's still massively oh, taboo. God, you know? like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Jesus Christ. Everybody like, does it. Yeah. Or if you don't, you should. Yeah, exactly. 